Pod Academy. My name is Samantha Riddler and my expertise is in disaster and emergency management. I work for the International Emergency Management Society and have written for many Japanese publications on disasters. In fact, back in 2011, I was living in Japan during the earthquake, tsunami and radioactive disaster in Fukushima. Today, though, I'm going to talk about something that combines both my knowledge of Japan and my interest in geological disasters, and this is to talk about modern seismology. The Earth has since its creation been convulsed by earthquakes, but mankind has only relatively recently come to study them in a scientific manner, and much of this is thanks to an Englishman called John Milne. It's perhaps surprising that a man born in Liverpool in 1850 is considered as the father of seismology. After all, the UK experiences very few earthquakes that are of a scale even noticeable by residents, and the majority of moderate-scale earthquakes that the UK does experience tend to be out in the North Sea. However, John Milne, who studied geology and mining in the UK, was sent to Japan to teach about these subjects to the Japanese, that had only a few decades earlier been forced from their seclusion to open up to the rest of the world by the US. Japan is very different to the UK in its geology. Japan is part of the Pacific Ring of Fire and sits upon a junction of four tectonic plates which push and grind against each other, which means it very regularly experiences earthquakes, including those of moderate to severe nature. However, at the time, Nobody knew about plate tectonics. The Japanese superstitiously believed the reason they experienced so many earthquakes was that beneath Japan there was a large catfish called Namazu in Japanese and this huge catfish was pinned down by a god they called Kashima and whenever the god wasn't watching or neglected his duties this catfish would wriggle and thrash and it was this wriggling and crashing that would cause the earth to shake in the views of the Japanese in those times. So John Milne, who arrived in 1876 to teach about geology, would not have been there long before he noticed the earthquakes and decided to study them. It must have been a very exciting time to be in Japan because in that period Japan was experiencing rapid change. The majority of men and women still wore traditional kimonos, there were still some samurai wearing swords, and some married Japanese women still painted their teeth black. There was rapid development too, with western railroads being built, telegraphs being set up, traditional wooden housing being cleared for large masonry structures, and western influence creeping in to a place long seeped in tradition. In 1880, a large earthquake shook Yokohama, a seaport town not far from Tokyo, which at the time was populated by many Westerners. And it was after this quake that John Milne called together a meeting of what became the Japanese Seismological Society, the first such society in the world. It consisted of a mix of scientists, engineers and amateurs who were all interested in earthquakes and their first task was to try and create a measurement device for the quakes. This was because at the time, the western scale for assessing earthquakes was based upon visual observation of damaging and cracking to masonry structures. 
but in Japan, despite the rapid growth, there was relatively few of these, and traditional Japanese wooden houses would either wobble, sway, and then stay up with little damage, or be completely flattened, and this provided little variation to scale an earthquake. The size McGrath developed was a collaborative effort between Milne and two others, Elwing and Gray. It used a horizontal pendulum to detect shifts in the earth, which is still a concept used in the core of many modern seismographs today. Although Japan's temples had long kept records of earthquakes, there was no central system of monitoring in Japan at that time. In those days, if you felt an earthquake in your village, you would not know where its epicentre was or if then the people in the neighbouring village had experienced the same earthquake as you to a greater or lesser extent. As John Milne said he experienced earthquakes for breakfast, lunch and supper in Japan, this gave him plenty of opportunity to revise his seismograph to make it able to become a mobile device and therefore set up a mobile network to get an understanding of earthquakes across Japan from his work with seismographs. John theorised in 1883 that terra firma was less firm than previously believed and that the crust of the earth was in constant motion, an idea well ahead of its time because plate tectonics only became accepted in the 1950s. In 1891, the great Nobi earthquake occurred in Owari province, sending shockwaves across the country and causing more than 7,000 deaths. It was while inspecting the damage that John Milne gathered evidence to show that as he had suspected, western brick structures were not suitable for a seismic country such as Japan. This was a very controversial point at the time, as many western architects had been sent to Japan to replace its primitive wood structures with modern brick and concrete buildings. Architects such as Josai Kondor, who when he came to inspect the buildings damaged by earthquakes, claimed it was due to bad bricklaying rather than design, yet survivors told Milne how the bricks had shaken free of their mortar and become like missiles killing many people, which made him an ardent advocate for building more seismically safe structures, a legacy which no doubt saved many people since. John Milne was awarded many accolades for his work in Japan, such as the Order of the Rising Sun by the Japanese Emperor. Yet, in 1895, John Milne left Japan with his Japanese wife Tone after his lab was burnt down by arsonists. On returning to the UK, Milne moved to the Isle of Wight where he was able to set up a seismic station sensitive enough to detect earthquakes from around the world. He also distributed his seismographs to locations around the world and started creating a global network of earthquake monitoring. When John Milne died on the 31st of July 1913, his death was reported as a front-page story on many UK newspapers, such as the Daily Mirror, who had come to call him Earthquake Milne for his expertise. If you go to the Isle of Wight, you can find records of him in the Carisbrook Castle, where it keeps many of photos from his life. Also in the Isle of Wight Registry Office, you can actually still see books that are slightly burnt that he managed to rescue from his lab. 
in Japan. In Japan as well, the National Science Museum in Weno displays some of John Milne's seismographs. And in 2013, to commemorate the 100-year memorial of John's death, the current Japanese emperor, Akihito, visited the museum to see a special exhibition in John Milne's work. But in Japan, many of John Milne's students continued his work, and one of them, Fusakishi Omori, became president of the Japanese Seismological Society and was for a time lauded for his expertise in earthquakes and for reassuring the victims of the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. But Mr. Omori is well known in Japan, but sadly not for his achievements in seismology, but for his one great failing, because Mr. Omori had a junior called Akitsune Imamura, who, in 1905, after studying a nearby fort, wrote a paper predicting a large earthquake could occur in Tokyo within 50 years and cause terribly large casualties. However, this obviously caused panic among Tokyoites, and Mr. Omori ridiculed Mr. Imamori's work and ostracised him from the profession, even making Mr. Imamura's father apologise for his son's crazy claims. Yet, in 1923, when Mr. Omori was in Australia at an earthquake conference, the large earthquake he had said would never happen occurred. It violently shook Tokyo and its surrounding regions. The great Kanto earthquake in 1923 killed over 100,000 people. It struck in the afternoon when many people were lighting fires for their lunch, which meant quickly fire spread so that even those who survived the collapse of their homes were caught by fire or drowned in rivers trying to escape the flames. The highest number of casualties occurred near downtown area of Ryogoku, where people had fled to an old army depot to escape the flames, only to find themselves surrounded by them and with the winds blowing the flames upon them, which caused a firestorm and killed over 40,000 people in one place. In that area now, tucked behind a large sumo stadium, there is a grim, dark-looking temple in which the ashes of those that died there and those that died in the World War II firebombings are entombed near a memorial hall that has relics and photos of that terrible day. Mr Omori immediately returned from the conference on hearing about the quake. However, he mysteriously became ill on the boat back to Japan and came to die in a Tokyo hospital alongside the victims of the earthquake he denied would ever happen. And as for Mr. Imamura, the person who correctly predicted the earthquake, he was given Omori's job as president of the Japanese Seismological Society. If you're interested in learning more about earthquakes in Japan and John Milne's life, I strongly recommend you look at the book called Earthquake Nation, as well as John Milne's autobiography. This is Samantha Riddler from Pod Academy. I hope you enjoyed this podcast.